0: Hello and welcome to the new guys. I'm your host Gabe S. Dunn, joined as always by my co-host River Butcher. Happy after the holidays, everyone. I hope you are okay mentally, emotionally, and spiritually.
1: Hey, I'm also here. What's up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope I hope everybody's doing all right. We we were we're recording this on the 21st because uh, we record everything ahead of time. So it's the 28th, and we hope you made it. Uh, we hope you're okay. And eating all your favorite cookies.
0: (laughs) There's a banner that says, uh, mission accomplished. (laughs) That's
1: right. Exactly. (laughs) We made banner, Michael.
0: What did you say about cookies?
1: I said, I hope you're eating all your favorite cookies. I like that. You know, because like holiday cookies and stuff, people make cookies. My friend, I visited my friend and she makes hella cookies and they're all really good. And so she gave me a little thing of cookies to bring home. And that's been nice to sort of slowly slowly eat through my own sadness that I'm going through Um, and also had a COVID exposure. So I'm currently like isolating and masking up. I don't have any symptoms. So it's been three days. It's been three days. So I have two more days. uh, Cause like, I guess now the way that you do it is if you have symptoms, you test, but if you don't have symptoms, you don't test because it's not, it's going to be a false negative anyways, probably. So it'd be a waste of a test. So I'm (laughs) waiting five days to even test. Um, But so far, I've made it 48 days without any symptoms. So I think I maybe didn't get it, but I'm not going anywhere without a mask. And I'm really not going many places.
0: (laughs) You're saying (laughs) 48 hours.
1: Yeah. What did I say? Days? 48 days. Yeah. I'm doing great, everybody. I'm doing great.
0: I was going to say, oh, my God, no wonder you're so sad and depressed. You've been isolated.
1: That's a a biblical amount of time to isolate for a disease. (laughs) Wow. Um, But I will say, look, I'll have a little bit of good news. Um, And it's the 28th, so it's been out for 14 days. My special went up on Helium Comedy Studios YouTube channel. And people seem to like it, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, I appreciate everybody for watching it and sharing uh, my clips. It's been, what, seven days, and one of them almost has a million views, which is pretty great. Uh, and it took, like, the uh, transphobes, like, four days to find it, which was a lot of fun. And also just got to say the silliness of all this because there are people coming. What's funny is my clip is about, like, being a lesbian before, and now I'm a guy, and this is what's different. And people are like, dude, you're a man pretending to be a gay woman. You're straight. What are you talking about? And then there's other people that are like, oh, look at this confused woman. And I'm just like, good luck, everybody. Like, good luck. Like, I don't know. What do you want me to be upset about this? You know? Uh, And even people being like, it doesn't matter your sex. That's a bad outfit. And I'm like, it's literally two shirts and pants. Like, it's not like, what are you talking about? Like people are just so bored and sad.
0: <laughs> I was gonna ask you about your special. That was my next uh thing oh, if thanks. you wanted to talk about it. Yeah, of course. Um well, also my absolute favorite thing is transphobes being like, you'll never be a woman, and you being like, I know. I
1: know, I never was, you know. <laughs> and then, yeah. Like, what are you talking about?
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that it's getting the love it deserves because it was so I loved Thank it. You. It was I really funny. It. And I would Thanks, say if I didn't like it, I wouldn't say anything. Um <laughs> I know that about you. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, and so I really I watched it and I really liked it because I also like am not a huge stand-up comedy fan. I think uh-huh. a lot of it is bad. And I've had to seek out definitely, sure. like, they don't promote the people that I would enjoy. So I've had to seek out a lot of like trans comics or uh-huh. and they're there. They're there. I don't want to be like a person who's like, no. there's none and blah blah blah.
1: But it's not like Everything on Netflix is not a trans comic,
0: right? Like I find most of the the trans comedians that I I follow or queer comics that I like on Reels or TikTok, like yeah. posting their little shows, you know. So they're not getting like huge specials. So I was, uh, you know, I was like, okay. And then I when I watched yours, I remembered, oh yeah, stand up isn't all bad.
1: <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad I'm 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 doing what I my part for stand up. And also, as a...
0: I want to say that. You uh, you sometimes I don't know if you want to cut this, but you sometimes are like, why do I even do stand up? I don't know, like down on yourself or whatever. Yeah. And and I was like, no, keep (gasps) doing this is good. This is (laughs) like a good you're good at your job. Like keep (laughs) doing it like this is your this is your thing, my man.
1: Yeah. Thanks for saying that. I'm almost about to cry. I just like it's I mean, the thing that you just said is what's hard about it. You know, it's like I don't want to be down, you know, but like, dude i would love for to do stand up for a wider audience you know what I mean it's like i would like to whatever i don't i don't want to get to go too far down that road because I appreciate the opportunity that I did get but um it's hard man <laughs> it's I hard and like i've uh, you know i i watch people coming up and I don't want to say after me or whatever but that's also true and I'm just mm-hmm. like okay you know i'm like yeah it's it's like i don't want to pretend like it's easier for them or something but it is different you know it's like i i don't know it's it's sometimes it's just lonely sometimes you know it's it's like a it's a lonely job and but also it's like i don't want to go too far down that road either because like my friend kenny deforest just passed away and like he would fucking love an opportunity to do stand-up again on this planet probably i mean i know i do believe he's in a, a good place like wherever, mm-hmm. wherever he is, he's in the place he needs to be in, you know, and, but he definitely was too young for, for that. And so I don't, I don't want to complain too much or be too down on it. Um, I'm just, I'm in a, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm in a state in general that's, that's, mm-hmm. um, doing that for me, but, um, you know, that's, it, it, he didn't, I don't think he, I mean, he's a human being, so he, <laughs> he was fallible, but I doubt that he focused on. His lack of opportunities, it seems like. You well, know I think I mean? it's
0: a weird time for stand-up, right? Because this was a big moment in the stand-up community where, where one of your own passed away in an untimely fashion and then your special finally did come out. So it's like kind of this weird like thinking about stand-up a lot, thinking about legacy, oh, yeah. thinking about life, thinking about yep. how putting things out. Like, you know, I imagine yep. that's on the forefront.
1: Yeah, yeah. Very, uh, it, honestly, very strange time to put your special out and like people, because how can I say this without sounding insanely self-centered? It's like many friends posted about it, mm-hmm. but like people were having this grief experience. Yes. You know? And so was I. And so it's just kind of like a weird time to have it happen. But then also the people who are reaching out are like, you know, people I don't know who are like, hey, I really needed to laugh. So thank you. And like, that's the only thing I'm really trying to do. Mm-hmm. And like, I like that job. It's just it's it's gotten harder to do. Yes. It's gotten harder for me to do.
0: I know, but you like you are good at it in a way that other people are so bad at it. <laughs> Thanks. I, I'm sorry, <laughs> these are my like autism notes. <laughs> like sure. I am like I mean it's I'm very
1: like, yeah. I mean, I'm like,
0: River, why are you so down on yourself? Do you have you seen other people? They're horrible.
1: <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean the the thing is like I remember I shot that and then I think like that that was a Sunday that I shot that. And yeah. then that Wednesday I was like asked to do to 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 come up in the middle of a music show and just like speak extemporaneously about like a, a Kickstarter and what the band wanted to do and like just stuff like that. And like it was at I don't want to say a small venue. It was a small venue though. Yeah. You know, but it was full of people and it was like People I knew, but also people I didn't know, mm-hmm. and like, I just like went up and did it. And I remember feeling like when I was doing it, I was like, "Oh right, this is what I'm supposed to do," mm-hmm. you know, which is just like talk to groups of people, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and like in this world, uh, and I think especially for queer people mm-hmm. and people of color, like look mm-hmm. at what Taraji P Henson is talking about, you know, like all yep. this stuff. Um, it's very easy to be like, "Oh, but not me." Oh, this mm-hmm. is like a. I, what am I, you know, to like gaslight yourself? Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. I don't really know where I'm going with that, other than just like processing my own shit in real time. I don't
0: spicy know. take, spicy take. I think it is, and I'm not fully formed on this, but okay. here are my thoughts. Yeah, I think it is harder for. Very binary trans people, either in the trans femme direction or in the trans mask direction. And I don't mean how they feel. I mean how they look. Uh I think it is more difficult for them in the stand-up comedy space because you have to work through disclosing on stage as well. Mm -hmm. And then also I don't know that you would receive the same opportunities – because you're not visibly trans in a way like I've had friends talk about as actors they're not getting the same opportunities because they're not given the opportunity to be tokenized, which is very dark but in yep. the sense of like we have we need someone on this show who looks quote unquote non-binary uh-huh. yes. and we don't and 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 we need someone on this comedy show <laughs> who looks like wow we're progressive and not yep. someone who looks like, a white woman or a white man. Yep. And so I think it's the optics of trying to look progressive. So there's this weird liminal space that mm-hmm. I think binary trans femme people are in. And I'll say like maybe um, like of all races and then binary trans mask people are in binary looking, not how you feel. Yeah. Um, yeah according to society Perceived. are in where there's, there's no, I don't want to say there's no use for you, but it's like for, for cis people, even well-meaning cis people, there's no use for you. Yeah. Yeah. So I do think it is this weird thing where there is a legitimate resentment. And I've talked to, and, and Trace Lissette will tell you this, and I've talked to her about this as well. And she's been open about this on her, on her Instagram. Um, It, there, it, it, there is this weird um, liminal space that can build up bitterness and resentment because there are people who I see – and again, come for me or whatever. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> we'll cut it. But there is this thing of people who can sort of play both sides, who are like, I'm, I'm this when it's convenient and I'm this when it's convenient. Yeah. And that is someone who, who by nature can get a lot more opportunities, which is great. Everyone Sometimes. needs opportunities. Yeah, everyone totally. needs opportunities. Everyone, every, it's Hollywood, baby. Grab whatever they they'll give you. You know what I mean? Sure. And like it is, there is a special hell that you can be in where you are. And I have friends who, before they. They're a trans mask before they quote unquote passed. They auditioned for female roles and mm-hmm. got female roles mm-hmm. as like looking kind of, I guess, like an androgynous or butch woman or whatever. Yeah. Um, And good for them. Make money. Get those roles. Do it up, baby. Uh, but it is like a very complicated. It feels complicated probably for all of us who are who are gender expansive, as they call it in some way right. to figure out where we where we fit, where we feel good taking the spot, where it's like, mm-hmm. you know what, I need a job, I need to take the spot. Um, it's like, I mean, it's it's a complicated place. And so when you do see, I do feel like a lot of us who are a little bit older, and I'm including myself, but I don't know, <laughs> uh, have sort of waded through the muck in order for other people to be able to come up behind us. And that's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Love that we did that. So, Mm -hmm. so cool. But it's like Taraji was putting it in terms of like black women actresses is that she had to do these things in order to carve out spaces for the other people in the color purple that she, she worked Mm -hmm. with her younger actresses. Is it thankless work? Yes.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But well, here's just a comment on that last part first that I just want to sort of be aware of. is Yeah, I'm that, not speaking for you. No, I know you're not, I, but but we're on this podcast together and so, that's why we're doing it, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So I just want to point out something that's even just coming up for me because I also, I initiated that point that you're talking about. So I do want, I, sure, I, I yeah. said that and then you're commenting on it. So I'm just, um, which is that, you know, I don't want to get too far into that idea that yes. of, of I did this and I did that and you know, whatever um, because I don't want to negate someone else's path that, because they're also doing it, you know, right. like they, they in their way are doing it. So You're it's right. not, you know, it it is in some ways true and it is in some ways an illusion because then who did it for me? You know what I mean? But um cause, cause I could look at that and, and try to convince myself that the person who did it for me and the person I did it for are more successful than me.
0: And oh so my that's God, not true. Yes. You know what I mean?
1: Like, so I'm just pulling apart the fact that this is like a, a, linear. a dark part of my brain. Yeah. It's linear and like nothing's linear. So that's mm-hmm. probably not true. It's at least very like l- a limited perspective, you know, that mm-hmm. like, I and get and getting too caught up in that is, is just not good. You know what I mean? Cause like, I know I, I, like the the reality is like I've had people reflect those things back to me and I'm like, wait, what? You know, it's like mm-hmm. I can sit here and think about it to make myself feel bad. But when somebody acknowledges it, I can't accept it, you know, so it's like right. this is all, you know, my own shit or whatever. Right. Um, but then to speak to because I feel like we've we've talked about it at length on the show, so I don't want to go into it too much. But it's uh, it's just everything you just said about, you know, like the the um passing, like all that stuff. Of, of like the more non-binary looking, perceived mm-hmm. people, like all that. Like I just did two, I did one audition for a, a man, for a, a role hey! that is just a man, Work. which was great. <laughs> and uh, and then the other one was like this, I'm so thrilled that I even got the audition. It's cool. I don't think I got either job. But uh, the other one was like, it was for a <laughs> movie, which is like, I mean, a, I would love to do that. But the role is for a butch woman, you know, and they're clearly like seeing other things and stuff. And like, but still, like I asked, like, so I saw that, you know, like, what do you think? And she's like, well, we're thinking of like a young Leah Delaria and like the amount of times I've auditioned throughout all my gender presentation for a role that is conceived of for a young Leah Delaria is Mm -hmm. like crazy town to me you that also know like does it take
0: into account leah delaria being uh, fat being like all these other intersections
1: so many things and also like then just put a real-time leah delaria in it you know what i mean like what are you put talking her. about like put her in it like book <laughs> leah delaria like you know what i mean like that's what's yeah. so funny about it it's like we want her but not like that you know and Ooh. that's like i think unfortunately what queer casting is like we want that but not that person we want that but not like that and like it's just and and it and it sucks because i feel like and i've been proven wrong there are Mm -hmm. trans casting agents but Mm -hmm. often and and to take it out of the hollywood thing it's like just this perception of cis people not realizing that they they want to tell us what we are even when they think they're being supportive and it's Mm -hmm. like it's just a whole bunch of things. And like the whole reason we exist is for you to stop worrying about how you exist, you know? Yeah. So like stop worrying about how we exist, you know, and trying to put some thing on it, you know?
0: You and I auditioned for the same part and you got it.
1: Wait, what part? Good Trouble. Oh, you auditioned for that too? I did.
0: Oh, damn, yeah. dude. Sorry. And I was, and I auditioned <laughs> for it and I was, I looked femme. I was like a femme. Yeah. like long hair and stuff. Um huh. And it was for like lesbian stand up comic. And right. even when I went to audition, looking how I looked like feminine, like feminine. Oh, you went in? Yeah. And I looked um, feminine at the time. And I auditioned. I went, I'm not going to get this. I don't look like a lesbian.
1: Yeah. I don't know. You look know what's fu- That's funny that you went in. And what's funny about that role, and I didn't know that you had auditioned for it. And also, shout out to Good Trouble ending after this season. Um, R.I.P. But um, great show. Anyway. That audition, I sent a tape in for a completely different part. Really? That was just like, that was like maybe three episodes or something. Like the episode that that character, uh, LB, Lindsey Brady, um, debuts on, uh, Sherry Cola is at the comedy show with her two pals. She has these like two buddies that she goes to the show with. Mm-hmm. And I auditioned to be one of those pals. Oh, okay. And so I I sent in a tape for that. And then I got the Lindsay roll off that tape. Lindsay. Yeah. Was that not their name when you auditioned?
0: It was Alice.
1: Oh, funny. (laughs) Oh, no, Alice is Sherry Cola.
0: Oh, okay. So then it was- it was were you
1: a- you were auditioning to be? No,
0: I don't think I was. Sherry I was cola's was for role? the part that you got. No, so maybe it was Lindsay and I was reading with someone named. Alice. Yeah,
1: yeah, Alice. Yes, you would have been reading with because Alice is is Sherry Cola. Oh,
0: okay. Sorry, I didn't watch the show. Oops. Well, maybe that's why I didn't get it. Uh, maybe <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, interesting. Well, I remember at the time being like, when you got cast, I was like, right, that's who you were gonna cast the whole time. I don't know why <laughs> you saw me.
1: Sure. Yeah.
0: There was like so many times I auditioned for a part that went to Roberta Calindra one time. Hmm. And I was like, again, like femme. And I went into the audition and then and then uh, Roberta got cast. And I went, yeah, no fucking duh. I don't know <laughs> yeah. why you keep bringing me in for this shit.
1: Yeah, no, anyway. I know. I mean, I, I auditioned for a part on Just Like That. And then I watched it because I didn't know who got it. Or maybe I did. But then I watched it, I was like, yeah, Abby McEnany. Yeah, of course. Uh-huh. You know, like Yes, of course. But it's also right. like. So look at like. These, with the exception of Good Trouble, like the two other roles that I've auditioned for are like described as Leah Delaria and then the other one is Abby McEnany getting it. That is not me. I you know. know. Like why? You're looking at me for the wrong shit. That's what's really, and and so that I bring this up not to just express my own feelings and emotions on a podcast that other people are listening to. <laughs> I bring it up to say like, yeah, that's the thing that's frustrating is that I feel like we can't, there is this binary system that people can't look out of, which is there's cis people and then there's the weird gender freaks, you know, <laughs> and like, yeah. and it's like, no, it's all just one thing together, you know, like we're all one thing. And I just yeah. feel like, uh, you know, people just I'm really grateful that I had this audition as just like. Mm -hmm. jeff the videographer you know because it's like yeah there's no like a cis person can play that a trans person can play that there's nothing about me that needs like i can just be jeff the videographer like Mm -hmm. that's as simple as it is you know Mm -hmm. like um and so anyway just trying to keep things simple
0: no i love it Well, I want to also say that in terms of positive stuff, uh, you guys really went hard at the co dash fee.com slash the new guys. After we mentioned it on the last episode about supporting us so that we can pay our producer. It was like, you guys really showed out. It was so lovely. Thank you so much. We got so many nice comments cause you can leave comments with it and it's, uh, you can donate one time or you can do recurring. Um, and a lot of you did one-time donations, which is so, so lovely, and, um, and I, and we just like really appreciate it. And, and we're almost caught up. We have like a hundred dollars left before we've broken even, and then, uh, we can pay our producer from what's left. So, um, thank you so much, uh, for anyone who donates again and keeps donating. And I'll let you guys know when we're, um, in the black and, and paying Logan from it. Cause I love transparency. Yeah. Thanks
1: everybody. We really appreciate it. Time's time. Me a and River,
0: not making any money, but <laughs> not
1: making any, we've, we, we are in the red. <laughs>
0: We're in the red by hundred, <laughs> but now we'll be in the black, and then we'll be we'll be probably still in the red, but it's fine.
1: Yeah, I mean, technically in the red because we've been paying for it. Right, that's <laughs> so, true. And I'm just saying that because it's like I think you know red it can be very know. easy to be like, oh, they they live in Hollywood, they whatever, blah 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 blah. And it's like I want to make this podcast with you. I want to yeah. make it with Logan. People mm-hmm. seem to really like it, and if you can help, you can help. But we're not profiting off of it. No, <laughs> in, absolutely in ter- not. In fact, we're actively not losing you know so um anyway just sharing that you know
0: yeah maybe we'll do merch i don't know but anyway so uh so yeah and if you might notice we might have some ads and that's because i signed us up for red circle which is an ad thing uh thus far we have made eight dollars (laughs) so thriving uh but either way like if you hear ads that aren't read by us uh we we don't know what they are okay and so just assume, like, do what we do on Bad With Money, which is go, thank you for the money, whoever you are, <laughs> and then move on. Okay, here's a message from Drew, who gave money. Drew said, really love and appreci- and deeply appreciate the pod, heart. I have a notebook where I jot down things I hear or read that speak to me, and the new guys is featured often. Thank you both for all you put into this show. P.S. River absolutely loved the special. No, oh,
1: that's very nice.
0: <laughs> I love the idea of of someone writing down things that they hear that they, that resonate with them and then yeah. us being in that. But just in general, I was like, what a great idea.
1: Yeah, it's a great idea. I feel like that's something I would do for a week and then stop. Uh, <laughs> and not be able to ma- maintain, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. I used to know someone who would have a notebook with them. And if we, like, whenever we would get dinner or something, if I said something they liked, they would write it down. They would Mm. ask, Can I write this down? Mm. Mm -hmm. And I was like, That's sort of nice. Quirky. What a quirk, you know? Um, But yeah, it could be nice. Okay. This is a message from Kai, who also donated to the Kodash V. Thank you for creating this podcast. I feel celebrated and seen through connection to your, you and your guests' experiences. Feeling deeply through the words of others has grown my own self-understanding immensely. Now I'm one month on T, feeling more centered and grounded every day. There's a reoccurring theme where people uh, were very happy to hear like, trans-mask perspectives just on random stuff mm-hmm. and also like feel very like seen by our guests and how... Um, people are just sort of chatting and it's not really like trans news or like trans problems, <laughs> yeah, you know? Right. So I kind of love that.
1: Yeah. I really did not want it to be trans problems. <laughs> I mean, we could maybe, maybe one day a year we can do the trans problems episode. Our but Festivus, like, just, our airing yeah, of
0: Grievances.
1: I just really don't want it. I mean, you can find that. You can easily, yeah. easily find that. Like, anywhere you want.
0: What <laughs> just... if we did a Valentine's Day special that was just the airing of the
1: Grievances? Oh, maybe, yeah.
0: And it's just sort of an anti-Valentine special where we bring our, like, five top pet peeves. Okay. <laughs> and then we talk about our that.
1: Our five trans pet peeves? Or yeah, pet trans peeves. pet peeves. Okay. It would be so <laughs> right, funny sure. if our pet
0: peeves were, like, We're like trans, anti-trans legislation. And then like the next one was like not taking the coffee filter out of the coffee machine. Standing (laughs) too
1: close to me in line at the grocery store.
0: And it's all (laughs) the same. It's
1: all the same. I mean, that's kind of true, honestly.
0: Okay, this is similar to that. This is a a thank you from Clay that says, happy to support the show, but who wouldn't be? Y'all are putting out convos about transmaskness that are more nuanced and real than anything else I've heard. So refreshing. Ahem, at the New York Times. Eye rolling (laughs) emoji. And so, so glad this exists. Looking forward to more. I can't say anything because I am a New York Times bestselling author. But also, um, (laughs) I hear you, bud.
1: I mean, their coverage of many things is pretty abysmal. So it, we're not unique in that, at least, you know?
0: I agree. And also, they're not going to hear this. And they're not going to stop me from being a New York Times bestselling author again. Also, I want to say that that is a rigged a rigged little game. P.S.
1: The bestselling author thing?
0: Yeah. We got on it by touring and selling a copy of our book with every uh, tour stop to every oh. ticket. Which uh-huh. actually... Is great because people did buy the book. We didn't lie, mm-hmm. but we 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 had to st- be strategic to sure, get yeah, that number.
1: Some people were buying the ticket and then just getting the book, <laughs> right? Is that is that like yes. what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, right. Didn't Don Jr. do that too? Like they, it had the little and cross I'm exactly next to it. Exactly
0: the same.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, you're not. A lot of people do it. I mean, it's an easy way to cheat around the thing.
0: This is our last message from Dash v and it's from Jesse, and it says, I love you guys. I wanted to shout out the Trans Mentor Project at samanddevorah.org. It's a virtual mentoring program that connects trans and non-binary folks from across the country. There are over 150 people participating. The director might be a good fit for the show. But also, I love the idea of a trans mentor project. That sounds very cool.
1: Yeah, that's a great, it's a great idea. Check them out.
0: Check them out. Um, It's past the date, but there was also something called Trans Santa that I think probably we will do other stuff like over the, the whole year. But it was uh-huh. like this program that you could a trans kid writes in and then you can get them something like um like mm-hmm. Santa.
1: It's also for just to say it's not just kids. It's for like parent, you know. Really? It, it's for, it, yeah. Oh, yeah. The Trans Santa. I mean, I follow them on Instagram, so Me I too. saw a lot of the things um and it's not only like trans kids looking for things like there are like trans like young trans moms you know or you know young trans parents and stuff like that so it's it's really just like whoever's in need you know um so yeah they're a great follow
0: we come through for each other we really do (laughs) mostly
1: as best we can
0: um okay we're gonna take a break and when we come back a couple of your emails Okay, we're back, and now we have a couple uh, emails, so let's get into that. Wait, it's
1: not just emails, Gabe. Come on. We have a whole segment. It's listener mail. I'm so sorry. M-A-L-E. I'm so sorry. You came up with it.
0: (laughs) Sorry. Just Us Guys. It's a Just Us Guys episode. It's a
1: Just Us Guys episode. We should have said that at the beginning. Who cares?
0: (laughs) And it's a listener mail, M-A-L-E. That's right. My apologies. Uh, I also forgot um, to say that this person, Rory, wrote in and said, River, I am the person who gave you a top surgery stuffed animal at your Arlington, Virginia show.
1: Oh, what's up? And I remember Gabe, that I so little appreciate animal. appreciate you
0: shouting me out on your pod and would love to send you one. I love gifts. Anyway, yeah, someone someone gave you a top surgery stuffed animal at one of your shows?
1: They did. It was very cute. I, I believe it was a little bear. I mean, I just – I remember the moment. <laughs> Sorry. I get – I mean, I get – uh, quite a few things but um it was very cute yeah they gave me a little top surgery bear
0: what other gifts have people given you
1: oh my god um lots of art lots of drawings paintings art mm-hmm. uh got a lot of Murph stuff for a long time um, Aww. a lot of people I got a, a tiny little pennant once some buttons um yeah. lots of they you know love lot- buttons buttons shirts totes all kinds of things
0: here's a confusing thing that happened to me we did a show in DC and someone brought me weed, which was mm-hmm. very nice of them. And then someone brought me, someone works at the FBI Museum and okay. brought me like an FBI badge. Uh huh. <laughs> that is also a bottle opener. So at the same show, I received weed. Uh huh. And an FBI badge.
1: Federal boob inspector.
0: Yeah. I was like, what? is our audience yeah it's a big venn
1: diagram you know
0: <laughs> someone brought me a playbill i can't remember why from some broadway show and then i'm gonna f- i'm so sorry if that person's like it was because of this if you were that person right in i can't remember what the joke was and then i also got a button because uh, like people love to give me buttons we got one custom button that was like that's not on the table for me at all which is a joke from jbu and then someone also gave me a button that said like didn't cry today or something. Mm. Uh-huh. It's like it's really an insight into like what people think of you.
1: Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, most people just got me baseball stuff and it was like yeah. great job. <laughs> great so job, much everybody. great
0: art. So <laughs> much great art. And then I can't remember I love gifts. Please bring me gifts. Um, okay. This is a message from Cade. Now we're into our listener mail. Here M-A-L-E. It is. Okay. Hi, y'all. Just a quick message to say how much your podcast has helped me feel connected to other trans people as I recover from top surgery. Yay. Woo. Woo. River, I've been a huge fan of your comedy ever since my therapist, who is also trans, introduced me to your stand-up. And checking out the new guys as I'm temporarily for surgery, staying in a different state from all my friends, has really made me feel less alone. This has been an amazing experience, but also a very vulnerable one. And listening to y'all's show has truly helped soften that for me. You are both so funny, warm, and insightful, as are all the guests you've had. Thank you for sharing yourselves, Cade. How do you feel when someone's like, my therapist recommended you?
1: (laughs) Um, I mean, I, given that I also go to therapy, I'm like great, you know, right? Like, good, you know. I I can't imagine that it's a bad recommendation. <laughs> I, you know, I'm just like the things the things that my therapist recommends for me is for my healing, mm-hmm. you know. So, I mean, that's a pretty good compliment to be like, hey, you should check this person out. Maybe that'll help. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you know,
1: like I don't know. Uh, so I don't that's get that cool as thing. much
0: as Allison does, my co-host who talks about like her OCD pretty. Uh, on oh, debut. sure. Uh huh. Mo- most of the time, people will be like, "My therapist recommended me you guys because of Allison, because <laughs> she's like very explicit about her OCD." Uh huh. Um, and she takes it as a compliment. She's always she always loves to be talked about in therapy.
1: Yeah, I mean, how could it really be anything but a compliment? Right. You know what I mean? I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> very sweet. That was that was a very sweet uh, email. Yeah, I almost I almost had to dissociate. I couldn't deal with how positive it was.
0: That is the most relatable thing you've said on this show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> have I not uh, yeah. expressed to you or our listeners that I have CPTSD and I deal with dissociation on a regular basis? No. Okay.
0: I do too. But it it's helps also... me
1: with my job.
0: Yeah. It's so I don't have a, a diagnosis, but I also do leave my body, and it is. I think compliments too. Like I if someone is like too complimentary I I can read it, but if it's like being said to me, yeah. I go to space. My eyes are gone.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's uh it's uh hard to take in sometimes.
0: But it's I mean it's nice like whenever we do meet and greets. It's so interesting. Because the approach is uh, you guys are all very different with your approaches. Some of you come in hot bullying. In a way that you think, like, oh,
1: yeah, but <laughs> like, in a, you know <laughs> what too. I mean? In yeah, like, no, nice I do way. know. And it, because, and I mean, I wanna, I wanna, you know, err on the side of like understanding with it, which is like, well, just, I'm not saying you're not, I'm just like, I, I just wanna start on that because it's like, I get it. You, I forget because you've listened to me or you've listened to Gabe or you've listened to us. Yeah. And so you're coming in with all that time of listening to us and having this relationship with us Mm -hmm. that we are not privy to. (laughs) (laughs) And like, you don't know that. And you know, you know, why I know that this is the case most often is because I did the same thing as Sarah Marshall. (laughs) And I was like, oh, I did it. I just did it. I mean, I didn't bully Sarah because I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. We saw each other.
0: We should say you and I saw each other in person because we both, I came to pick up Sarah. From yeah. Jamie Loftus's house, and you were there.
1: Yeah, I was hanging out because um, Sarah and I are pals, and Jamie and I. Sarah are pals. and I are dating. Yes, and so <laughs> that's why we were hanging out. Um, but I had been listening to her podcast. You're wrong about if people don't know about it. What yeah. are you doing? Uh, but I got really deep into it when I was touring for this special because uh, mm-hmm. I was spending a lot of time alone, and I was also like in a lot of physical pain, and I couldn't deal. I couldn't do music. And I just listened to so many episodes. Mm-hmm. And then she and I hung out in Portland because we had met on the Joko cruise. So we mm-hmm. that's how we became pals on a boat. And uh, she came to the special taping actually. Um, mm. And we were hanging out, and I just jumped into talking about like the Pinto episode, <laughs> which is about a car. And she was like, yeah, I recorded that a really long time ago. (laughs) I was like, oh, right. (laughs) Yeah, I just listened to it. So you were in my actually in my iPod, right? Like you were, you know.
0: I know. it's also She and I were talking about how it's so funny that we could post literally like we post with each other. Like she doesn't have social media, really. Like someone else runs the You're Wrong About account. But, like, I've posted about her a few times and did, like, a post for her birthday. And she's like, what is it going to take for people to realize we're dating? Like, everyone's just <laughs> like, my two favorite hosts being friends. Or, like, love, that, love this friendship or whatever. She's like, we could post, like, literally with our mouths on each other. And people would be like... I love their friendship.
1: Yeah. No, you have to say the words we're dating, which you just did on this podcast, so people will know now. Yeah, she's <laughs> you know.
0: just and she came out as queer and also I mean, I guess it's that thing, right? Where like we're like she came out as queer. We've spent all this time together, and we're like, nobody has ever nobody is like, maybe they're together. It's really <laughs> Well, not funny.
1: nobody. Some people, you know. I guess some people, just maybe to say privately. Some people would assume that. Well, just because people aren't saying things doesn't mean they don't think it.
0: That's true. And also, like, I did post a fun picture of me and her and Alex who's my boyfriend together because we yeah. went for coffee
1: but still I mean look I know that you guys are dating and I'm yeah. just gonna tell you that isn't an explicit statement of I'm dating both of these people <laughs> right <laughs> because just to say like people are like yeah you, love is not like a only a romantic thing so I'm just saying <laughs> you're right <laughs> like I haven't been explicit question, and that's my uh, like look I've had my own experience of like, what is clear communication? Like, what is it? And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, I have to actually, I have to say the thing. You mm-hmm. know, if I want people to know, and, and mm-hmm. it, it's like, if I say- We
0: like, we want people to know, but well, it was know, just kind of funny that she was like, what is it going to take? And I was like, sure. I don't know.
1: I mean, I think saying we're dating.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, now people will know. But people also, I think people, she also was a guest on our Valentine's Day special for JBU and we like talked about it, but it's so funny, like- I think people think I'm a jokester. Like I think they think I say that. Are you I'm not dating. a jokester? No, I am. But I think people think that when I'm like we're dating, they think that I'm just being a silly guy.
1: Oh sure, like you're joking. Like yeah, you're kidding.
0: like I like there's another um uh girl that makes videos on the internet that I've like now on multiple podcasts been like I want to take you on a date and she messaged me and was like oh that's so cute haha I don't even know if she's queer but I'm like (laughs) but I'm like people just think that
1: I'm
0: yeah I don't know yeah they they think I'm a silly guy
1: Mm. yeah I don't know
0: maybe that's to my benefit because then I sort of can kind of swoop in there yeah maybe okay (laughs) I don't know so there's two we here I'm going to give you a choice okay we have an email that I have typed these are how I saved them I titled Baseball Homophobia.
1: Ooh, okay. And then
0: which I think has a positive ending. All right. And then this one is called Growing Microaggressions One and Two.
1: Oof. Okay. So are you want me to choose between one of those?
0: Yeah, and then we'll do the other one on another episode.
1: Okay. I guess we'll go baseball homophobia.
0: Okay. Great. I don't These know are if I this is like microaggressions for, for two for two hundred, Alex. <laughs> for, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. This is a message from Nico. Hello River and Gabe. My name is Nico. He him, maybe he they at some point. I love that for you, Nico.
1: <laughs> in the future or when I, <laughs> I, I yeah, like this. In the future. Okay. All right, cool.
0: I've been a fan of both y'all's work for quite some time now. I played baseball in college and I've always loved the sport but i have had issues with the inherent homophobia that seems to be pervasive throughout the game and upheld by many of the people who play, coach, and follow it. I believe this is in part due to the rising price of entry to higher levels of baseball gatekeeping the game from anyone who isn't rich, white, and conservative, but Mm -hmm. that's a rabbit hole for another time.
1: Mm -hmm. It
0: wasn't until I finished playing and was able to step away that I was able to see all the bad that came with the game and also allowed me to revisit my relationship with my own sexuality and come out as bi and eventually pan. For a while, I was convinced that I could really only appreciate baseball from afar and reflect on the nostalgia that came with it as getting too close would just reintroduce me to a side I didn't like. However, two things have happened that have made me reconsider. First is an article I found recently. It talks about—I'll put it link in the bio or in the description. It talks about two college baseball players who have begun dating, one of which attends my alma mater and wears the same number I did, Go Pioneers! and actually made me cry seeing two kids being fearlessly queer in the face of a community that has told them all their lives to suppress or hide that part of themselves. The other is a previous episode of the podcast in which River talks about creating the community you seek if it doesn't already exist, and specifically refers to sports while doing so. I've been so concerned over the last few years that I'm the only queer person who has invested this much time into baseball, and it's felt isolating. But hearing River talk about community building has made me feel empowered to step back into the game and find or make my community in the sport I love. Part of doing that is seeking out and accepting a high school baseball coaching position. And I have you to thank River. Thank <laughs> you for being such a bright spot every other Thursday, Nico. So I guess there were two college baseball players, Cole Philpot and Aiden Phipps, who are boyfriends. Maybe I need to actually retract my statement from the uh, episode we did with Harrison Brown, where I said there will never be uh, that much drama on a baseball <laughs> team because men are not exes when they go into the game.
1: Yeah, as soon as you said it, it was outdated, Gabe. I tried to point that out.
0: Really? I think I did. I thought I did. Oh, my God. Okay, here's a pride.com article. Oh, my God. I am living for this. Does anyone have the rights to this? Two college baseball players fell in love despite being rivals. We just had that connection instantly, pitcher Aiden Phipps said. <gasps> Aiden Phipps from the Beloit Buccaneers and Grinnell Pioneers left fielder Cole Philpot. Oh, my God. They first noticed each other when they played against each other in March, and then they slid into each other's
1: DMs. (laughs) Yeah. Did
0: you know about this?
1: I think I saw something on the internet. I think I I heard about it, so it's not, like, new to me. I do also just want to point out that while what Nico is saying about the homophobia in the game is not untrue, I do want to also say that there have been many gay baseball players. Yeah. Most of whom we'll never know about. Uh, But there's been Billy Bean. There's been Glenn Burke, who uh, passed away. But um, Glenn Burke also invented the high five. What? (laughs) Dusty Baker. Yes. Wait, Um, what are you talking about? He invented the high five. He invented invented the high high five. five. Yes, you can. (laughs) No, people didn't do it. It wasn't a thing. And then he was coming around. Uh, third base, and they did this high five. They they went like that, and then they called it the high five, and it it like became a thing. Look it up; it's true. I a read. Gay most man of his invented
0: book. the high five.
1: Yes, a gay, a black gay man invented the high five.
0: God, we really owe them everything.
1: And he also, I and I just want to speak to that because I think it's important that we, as a culture, uh, queer people, hold on to this because. I think it's important in like what Nico is saying, which is like, Oh, right. I have to create the community I seek. And while I'm not denying the the reality of what he's saying about, because it's like, dude, do I still experience homophobia in, in my community? That's really awesome. Of course, because it's around. And also not everybody knows that like certain phrases are actually homophobic. Like it's like not, and, and everybody's just bringing their own shit and stuff, whatever. So I just want to point, like, Glenn Burke was somebody who um, was, like, mm-hmm. not out in the way that we're out now, but, like, his teammates knew what was going on. He wasn't, like, you know, pretending he had a girlfriend or, you know, stuff like that. So it's, like, I just want to also, you know, we have to put those things in context and, and and look at the progress that they were for the time and say, like, Yes, there's homophobia in the game. Yes, it's in part because of the high barrier for entry mm-hmm. with money and all those things. But like there was homophobia even when there wasn't the same barrier for entry. So it's like homophobia exists where there are humans. And so that's why I need to exist in yes. these spaces too. Yes. And that's what changes it, you know, and and my my sort of willingness to go, oh, maybe maybe this isn't the first time this has happened. So anyway, I guess I just say that to be like, I can look at the whole thing and and this is what Nico's doing. And I'm just sort of like expressing my feelings about what Nico's doing. It's like, I can look at this thing and I can stay isolated or mm-hmm. I can, I can find my way into it and like, look away from the thing that I think is impossible and just do what's possible. Yes. And so I do want to just say like, that's awesome that like you're coaching a high school baseball team. It's awesome. And like, what a cool, what a cool time to do it too, because I bet you're going to be really surprised at how different those kids are <laughs> yeah. than, they, than the kids you were playing with when you were playing, you know, like how yeah. different that experience is going to be. Is it going to be yeah. perfect? No. But is it yeah. going to be very different? Absolutely. You know?
0: Yeah. I think also uh, to what River is saying, if you if you look into history, you will find queer and trans people doing things. Oh, yeah. You just will. Yeah. Like I made the mistake of sort of being like when I made my film Grinder Baby, I was like, I don't know that I've ever seen anything like this. And then I like went back and I was like, oh, no, trans men have been making movies. Oh, yeah. Like I just didn't know about that. Right. So I think like um, if you feel isolated and you're like maybe there are no people who have done what I've done, they're probably just
1: lost to time and you should try to find them. Yeah. And also just to say like like you're saying lost to time. I think also, you know, in something big like baseball that's very mainstream, not to say that film isn't, but there's like a literal archive of film, whereas (laughs) there's not necessarily an archive of uh, gay baseball players. You know, it's like a lot of the players weren't out and did do the thing, you know, were closeted and were all these. so, So it's like, I guess what I try to do is practice like what you just said of like, this is, I've never seen anything like this. And then I go... Oh yeah, is it because it doesn't exist, or is it because I haven't seen it? Yeah, <laughs> you know, it kind of like yeah. when you said like nobody's saying this to me, and I'm like, well, not nobody, <laughs> you know, <laughs> or like nobody knows we're dating. It's like, well, like I look, I'm not, I'm not I exaggerate. diminishing your feelings,
0: but well, I exaggerate. But, yes,
1: but it's not a Gabe thing; it's a me thing. Like I, I say yeah. that I think nobody, blah, blah blah, and it's like, oh nope, not nobody. Just yeah, I haven't, you know, and so. I offer that because it helps me get out of, like, really scary spaces, you know, yeah. of just, like, feeling really isolated and stuff.
0: Hey, and listen, if you're a gay baseball player, and you're at any level, and you're sort of like, wow, I feel lonely, I am mm-hmm. I feel gay, give me a DM, slide into my DM. I mean, slide you know, I into mine, sort of... too.
1: You got multiple options on this, just this show.
0: And we are different. I know that we are dressed the same today every time but we... me and river we're offering sort of a different dating experience that's right and and so and river i i shouldn't be so greedy river is single now so if you would like to <laughs> date river slide into rivers dms um and if you and if you're sort of chill being a, a third string on my bench <laughs> wow. sort of let me know <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, well, thank you so much uh for joining us today on this chaotic episode. Yeah, very chaotic. Our next episode will also be a listener mail, so it'll um, be just us.
1: Just us guys. It'll be just us next and we, we have
0: a lot we have a lot to get to that we didn't get to, but um, thank you for your letters. You can still send in more at the new guys podcast at gmail dot com. Our co-fee is co-fee dot com slash and you guys i'm at gay best done
1: i'm at riv butcher on instagram we love you guys yeah we love you thanks for coming what's
0: a baseball thing to say <laughs> i don't know Home run. i can't believe I'm how do you on how the, do you close it out how do you close week?
1: out a, uh i don't know that's it's it's just good like, game oh, that's and, the then end. We, and then we
0: do what's his name's
1: glenn <laughs> burke's high five famous high five yeah that's right bye bye
0: Thanks for listening. You can email us at thenewguyspodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at thenewguyspod. This podcast is edited and produced by Logan Castradale, music by Atlas Bishop, and art by Maya Scarpa. Thank you.